Welcome back to the IO Tour Podcast. Last time I podcasted, we did um, the, I was trying to do the working out podcast. Kind of an in-character, out-of-character situation where IO Tour, the player, was hitting the old weights, getting stronger. Defensive lineman for the Dallas Bird Dogs. Uh, rookie defensive lineman. And... Um, <clears throat> While kind of also behind the user workout, as I've mentioned, uh, a little bit about my past, uh, check previous episodes if you're curious what I mean by that, but I do try to hit the weights in the weight room just about every day, and uh, I thought it was going to be kind of a cool idea. Well, the audio was horrendous, and uh, you know, even I had a hard time listening to it, even after I kind of increased it uh, during post um with editing tools and whatnot but so we're back to the uh office talking about the season 29 um experience as this is kind of my experience as a rookie first year in the dsfl um getting ready for the season 30 isfl draft so kind of recapping some of what's going on um We'll first kind of pull up my player here in the season, and let's pull up index here. So the Dallas Bird Dogs, after um, this last sim, are now eight and four, top of the South, tied with the Tijuana Luchadors at eight and four. I think the tiebreaker being maybe head to head. Uh, I would assume. I think. Uh, well, right now I think we're split with them now since we lost them last week, but we have uh, a significantly higher scoring offense. Our points for is at 381 to their 282, and our points against is 291 to their 269. Slightly better defense. Um, and then the Norfolk Sea Wolves are 3-8, and eight, and the Bonnie Beach Buccaneers 2-10. and 10, Pretty much out of any type of contention. Over in the north, the Minnesota Grey Ducks 8-4, uh, Kansas City Cayo 7-4, London Royals 6-6, six and, six, and the Portland Pythons 6-7. So I just finished my graphic submission for uh, the Dallas Bird Doll Recap Show, Episode 3. And I kind of want to touch base on this maybe a little bit on the podcast, if anybody out there in media is listening. Uh, one of the things that kind of came up this last week with Episodes 1 and 2 was how exactly do we grade these videos? And, you know, I think I kind of went back and forth with the grader. He reached out to me. They originally said, you know, first we're like, ah, oh, this is more like a podcast just because it's a kind of a recap, which is true. It is a recap, but there is a lot more that goes into it. Um, I got to go into the YouTube uh, YouTube channel, clip each and every play that I talk about because I, I talk about highlights. You know, for example, for example, the uh, the recent um, week uh, eight game against Minnesota Grey Ducks, we won fifty nine to thirty six. I mean, just looking at the scoring summary, I mean, you know, Ivan Toes for a 74-yard passing touchdown and uh, Charity Beaver 64-yard interception return. I show those plays, and I have to go in there, and i got to find them in the YouTube, and then I clip uh, I, I clip the those plays, and then I edit them all together for kind of, for kind of that ESPN feel recap of, like, you know, that fastest three minutes in football, you know, from um, – ESPN, and uh, so that's sort of the, the the thought process behind it. So that that takes a lot of time, 
And they kind of like, well, it's more of a po- well, I disagree. I'm doing a podcast right now. And, this, and, and as I'm talking about it, I'm just kind of rambling as I'm recording. I can talk for an hour or 30 or 40 minutes. Easy. That's not, that's not hard for me. I can find something to talk about, even by myself. Obviously, if there was like two or three people on here, it'd be very easy. <clears throat> um, like we do, uh, shout out to the PBE Sarasota podcast that we do with several players on that team. Um, but yeah, I do, but there's a little bit of a script to it. You know, I talk about where we are in the standings. I talk about individual performances and top players and stats. And then of course the recap of each and every game, you know, it's, it's a 10 minute video. And then I do uh, an original intro to the video with song, with music and and kind of like a funny, like this, (laughs) this week I did a old yeller, you know, bird dogs, you know, old yeller is kind of a. A, a classic dog movie, Disney movie that I used, and so I used the uh, you know I went and clipped that um, intro to that, edited it all together, added a bunch of our players into um, that intro, and made it as an original intro for the show. You know, it's about a ten minute show, so I mean, yeah, I mean, right now I'm already at <clears throat> what six minutes talking on the podcast and I and I only took me six minutes whereas the show you know there's the script there's and then of course you know there's no mess ups you know if I mess up a line I go back and re-record it and sometimes I re-record segments of the script because I'm trying to go fast I'm trying to keep it under 10 minutes multiple times so there's no screw-ups whereas you know podcasts I could just ramble Right, you know, you know, I, even though, do all, with all due respect, um, you know, rambling doesn't get you a good grade and money. But anywho, so we went kind of back and forth on it, and the you know, there's a little bit of an inconsistency uh, with that submission. Um, I've earned high grades um, from certain people who think the work is really cool and original because there's nobody else really doing videos like this in the ISFL. And so, you know, they rewarded me for that. And that's nice for me, both monetarily and pride. You know, I put a lot of work into it. Um, I do the PBE rewind, weekly rewind show over in the PBE. And that's that's a whole nother monster because that's the entire league um, putting a show together. And that that's a monster. This is just something I wanted to do for Dallas, you know, for a little bit of a entertainment value and... Um, I guess, kind of immersion with the team. You know, people like to hear their names. People like to see their stats on a video. At least I think so, you know. And so we kind of went back and forth. And so, I don't know, I, I kind of, uh, I'm not discouraged. I'm just, I'm still going to keep doing it. I wish there was more um, of a, I guess, a grading scale that was applicable for video, which I know that'd be very difficult. Um, there's different <laughs> ranges of editing, you know. There could be just, you just copy one video, and then you voice over it, and you call it a video, and that's, you know, or you, you know, you could record yourself, which, I, honestly, I would probably give high, high marks for someone doing, like, their own video of themselves, but, anywho, kind of been going back and forth on that, so now I'm, you know, I'm doing a podcast, and I'm not going to recap, like, because I already did a show for that, go check out the Dallas Bird Dog Recap Show with Al Torrent, episode three, just posted, um, this is more or less kind of a, a talking about my experience. This is kind of more of a personal uh, podcast. 
So back to the Dallas Bird Dogs. <clears throat> we are eight four as I last said. We have only two games left: the London Royals and the Bondi Beach Buccaneers. I think with the the distance we have between Norfolk and Bondi, uh, we're pretty much a a lock for the playoffs. I I, I assume. I don't. I, I I would assume it's the top two teams. Maybe. I really don't even know to be honest with you the playoff format. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Let's check the newspaper here. See if there's anything that says clinch. Um, doesn't appear so. So, uh, yeah, I mean we're currently first place. I think it would be. I think it's safe to say even with the two games and one game against Bondi, um, that will probably be in the playoffs, which is super cool. So, um, very excited about that. And all my sim experiences will only be the second time that one of my players has been in a playoff situation across all sims, uh, majors and minors. <clears throat> so that's cool. So let's take a look at IO Torrent, the player, a little bit here. Let me see if I can find him. All right, defensive end IO Torrent. So currently, um, I think he's done, I've done a pretty good job with TPE. I don't think I've missed anything. Um, He's currently rated 74 overall, which is pretty good, I uh, I believe. I think that's close to the top um, of the team overall-wise. I think defensive tackle, uh, Beefcake Johnson, is also 64. Um, so in terms of earning, I think I've done a pretty decent job. <clears throat> uh, and then him as a player, looking at his stats, Io has... Uh, in 12 games, 28 tackles, 7 tackles for a loss, 1 forced fumble, 1 forced recovery, 5 sacks on the year. Um, as a defensive end, I don't know, I'll be kind of going back and forth with some people um, on this. You know, they say it's important. They don't get the numbers like linebacker do. Obviously, we have a linebacker on the team that has like 90 tackles. But it's pretty cool. I'd like to see more sacks um, on my end. I kind of, uh, I think... The other defensive end, uh, LeBron, whom I, I just eclipsed in terms of uh, TPE, has quite a bit more uh, sacks than I do. Let's take a look here. Season, uh, where is he at here? There he is. Yeah, he's got eight sacks. So three more sacks um, than I. Um, 23 tackles, so only two more tackles. Uh, way less tackles for loss. He's only got two. So that's pretty good, I guess. If you take consideration um, nine. Uh, oh, wait. Oof. I'm way off, my friend. All right. So he's got 48 tackles, 10 tackles for loss, um, and nine sacks. So, no, he is smoking me in basically every statistical category. Um, and so that that's kind of an eye-opener. <laughs> So let's look at total team defense here. So if we look at sacks, oh, excuse me. Sorry, but I'm, I'm drinking some, some alcohol. My five sacks is good for, I think, let's see, top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, top 13. Um, let's see, top, I don't know. There's quite a bit of defensive ends that are smoking me. Um, Old Blade, Rookie Blade, is the only rookie that has more sacks than I do with six. He's got 22 tackles to my 28. Um, so pretty comparative there. Comparative there. Comparative there. 
Lucid Dreams, uh, good user. Uh, I like Lucid Dreams. He's got good media. Uh, he's a scout with Philly. Um, had a really good conversation with him. Good dude. And so uh, his player looks to be really good. Um, let me take a look at that again. Sorry. I'm going through some of the stats here. Uh, I'm assuming the C means captain. But he's got 47 tackles, 6 sacks. So he's got a lot of tack tackles. Looks like a really good user. Um, probably banking a ton right now since it's, I think he maxed out his rookie year. Um, so now let's move over to the ISFL now. Uh, so I haven't really done much in my recap show with them, um, but I've been I've been contacted by about half of the ISFL teams for the upcoming season 23 draft. Uh, let's see. I don't want to really name drop anybody uh, just because it's still pretty early. There's still a couple weeks left before that needs to get done. But um, I'll just say this, that the majority, pretty much all, yeah, the entire in uh, North SFFC, in, in SFFC, teams have reached out <laughs> and um only one of the asfc team has, has reached out so far in scouting um so far so i don't know if that's a conference thing that's interesting to me that one conference versus the other i i don't know if that means anything um and so the teams that i i mean to be i'm gonna be honest you know i don't know who's listening or not but I have had a really, have really enjoyed uh, every person uh, scout that's reached out thus far. Um, I like that process. Uh, I don't know how much in in terms of scouting if it's just reaching out. If they look at how much you've earned, both TPE and money. If they look at the actual media that I produced. I think a few times I've actually posted my media, uh, the videos, the recap videos and podcasts, just to show them that I've, in the, in, you know, at least these last couple of months, been pretty active creating content. And so uh, I, I've really enjoyed the process. I think the process is good. Everybody's super kind. I think, I, I mean, at this, at this point, full transparency, there's not really a team that I'd be more excited about than not. Um, a few of the teams have invited me into their discord servers where they're fun um very very welcoming and so it's been a good experience so, so far i've enjoyed it and i think that's sort of the part of the you know this is a pretty it's a social league so having people reach out i mean i don't think i haven't i haven't sensed i don't know if it, it'd be interesting to hear some of the other players like what they i would i would like to see you know the big board so to speak i know uh being in the war room at sarasota for pbe uh sarasota supernova i, I mean we kind of have a big board uh, we reach out people do the whole kind of question and answer situation q a um and we're like oh these guys, this person is really cool this person is pretty it looks really active this person seems to have a good attitude um it's kind of an interview process and so i don't i mean i'd be curious as there's ever like a scouting or an interview where a player is like, like, I don't want to go there. I, I don't like your team. I don't like somebody on your team or whatever. I'd be curious to see if there's like any like real drama like that. It seems to me like 
they're all pretty friendly and just kind of getting to know you get a groove uh i will say that a couple of the teams have sounded more excited um afterwards um talking to me i think they kind of you know those conversations went a little bit longer than others um some are just kind of q a with their kind of set pre-made questions that i just answered um with a few follow-ups here and there um some were just like literally a conversation where we just kind of talked which was really cool it was a good experience like I said, uh, there are some teams that I I'm probably have a better feeling that they're going to draft me than others. And, it, and, it, and I could be completely wrong, um, which is really cool about the draft. Do I want to be a first-round draft pick? <laughs> yes. I'm a competitive person by nature. If you listen to any parts of my podcast, I want to be number one overall. I would love that. I mean, that'd be cool. Do I think that's going to happen? I don't know. I, I mean, my player is a defensive end. I don't know. I think, you know, just kind of after with almost a full season under my belt, um, it definitely looks like the simulation linebacker is a pretty massive position in terms of impact. <clears throat> I don't know where defensive end kind of lies there. And, of course, there's position need. I don't know, you know, if you're just kind of looking at the standings, uh, Baltimore and Honolulu are the two teams that are currently last in their uh, respective divisions that will probably have the first round, first or second overall pick. Um do am I a position of need for them? Do they need a quarterback? Are they rebuilding? I have no clue, and and I could I guess I can kind of look into it. Um, you know, Baltimore um, looks like they got a pretty good quarterback uh, in Luke Skywalker. Um, I, I guess I'd have to go to their actual uh, page to see where they are in terms of like regression. And stuff of that nature. Sorry, I'm still kind of learning to navigate the site. If you hear any noises, it's my children. Um, that shouldn't be up. It's 11 o'clock here, Central Time, PM, and they should be in bed. But I hear little footsteps. All right, where was I? So, um, yeah, the Hawks. Um, looking at them. So it looks like they got a lot of season. They got season twenty nine running back, season twenty nine safety, season twenty eight DT, season twenty eight tight end, receiver, running back. Pretty big twenty season twenty eight class uh, receiver. They got a season twenty seven DN. Um, uh, so Luke is a season twenty two. Um, so let's see. So two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, six seasons. Uh, so he might be hitting regression here pretty soon. So they might be looking for their quarterback of the future. Um, looking at, what was the other team? Honolulu. Uh, where are they? Where did they go? Honolulu. There they are. Um, let's see here. They got a season 29 kicker, 27... Quarterback, quarterback, receiver, O-line, O-line, DT. So they're D, they have a season 24 DN, so they could they could probably be looking at DN. I don't see a quarterback, though. Season, yeah. Uh, so they're probably going to be, I don't really see a quarterback here. Oh, there we go, 20, season 27, Juliet Christ. Uh, Christ, sorry, junior, quarterback, 713 TPE. So they could be, if you know, if we're looking at first or second overall, um, they got a really high TPE defensive end, season 24, Asher Mountain. 
And that's the thing, too. I, I have said I would be willing to change positions. Um, defensively, ideally, I like I like linebacker. I like DT. I like DN. I'll do safety. I think safety would be fun. I'm not too keen in, court, in cornerback. I would do it, but um, it would probably be, if I had to make a list of preference, it would probably be towards the end. Offensively, um, quarterback, receiver, running back, tight end are all pretty much, you know, I would be more than happy to switch to them. Offensive line, towards the end on that. I, I probably wouldn't switch to offensive line. Um, not anything against offensive line. I played offensive line in high school. Um, played offense and defense in high school. And then when I went to college, I played defense. Defensive line. The thing is, is I'm trying to be a max earner with this first character. And, I mean, could I be the most dominant offensive lineman in the league? That'd be, I guess, cool. Um, but I'm kind of looking for something a little bit more flat, a little bit more, I guess, flashy. Um, gosh, my offensive line coach would be killing me right now if you heard me say these things. But, any whom, so, <clears throat> you know, kind of looking at those teams, um, be interesting. Um, would, would I be disappointed if I fall to the second round? No, not at all. Um, it would kind of be one of those situations where I would, you know, much like real life draft. I don't want to say a chip. I, I would understand. I guess I don't really have a chip since no one's out there like a scouting combine and doing all that kind of stuff. But I would definitely be like shooting for the best second round pick in the draft. Um, where the team that, that, that I fell to was like, holy crap, we're excited you fell. If I went to the third round, I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things. I have a feeling, you know, that I, I was a second overall pick in the DSFL and I haven't lost anything. In terms of I've hit every I've hit every TPE mark uh, that I've I, uh, at least I'm trying to I'm not um, <clears throat> pretty anal about that trying to do well and um, you know trying to earn and make money pretty I'm very active in the clubhouses that I am a part of and so yeah I think that this experience as as a whole is is the I guess the biscuit. When it comes to the experiences in simulation sports and PBE, um, my draft class for the majors was the smallest I think they've ever they've had. Literally, it was like I think it was one round, maybe two. And there was only like six or seven real users, and I was fourth overall. So that was cool. I mean, yeah, I was fourth overall, but I mean, it seems to me that the season thirty draft in the ISFL is a pretty big class. So it'd be, and with, you know, with, <clears throat> you know, 14 teams in the majors, uh, you know, being drafted in the first round is, is pretty awesome. Second round, you know, top 28 um, for two rounds. I, I definitely think I'm top 28 for season 30. Um, but that's cool. You know, that really kind of, you know, I, sh I was super shocked when I went second overall to Dallas. Um, in the DSFL, super shocked. It was awesome, you know. Duh, should it feel this cool for a, a grown man to be getting drafted in a simulation league by a bunch of strangers? I don't know. I have no clue. But, you know, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so I'm excited for this draft. If, I ha if you haven't gotten that impression yet. Um, so... We're going to kind of move in to the ISFL stats. So, D1 
defense. I'm looking at sacks. So you got guys like, so the first defensive end on the list with 15 sacks. Oh, excuse me, is uh, number 56, Leonard Taylor, defensive end from the Yellow Knife Wraiths. 59 tackles, 15 sacks. Pretty unreal. He's got three seasons in uh, the. Whoops, sorry. Uh, hope uh, I got a message. <laughs> hope my I didn't post it twice. Oh, I did. I did post it twice. So <laughs> I got to uh, delete one of these posts real quick. Sorry. Um, uh, doo -doo -doo. There we go. All right, so delete now. There we go. All right. So, uh, where was I? Leonard Taylor. Um, with the race, kind of going through their roster. He's the top defensive end there. So he's season 26 with 924 TPE. So, six, nine, nine, I mean, shoot. I mean, that's three seasons. I mean, that dude must be just killing earning. Season 26. Holy crap. Um, so, let's see. Defen the next defensive end on the sacks list is Emmanuel Blackstone. 52 tackles, 13 sacks uh, from the Chicago Butchers. Um, a team that... Looks like, whoop, that's the Yeti. Looks like, uh, look, looks pretty poised to do something in the next couple of seasons. Pretty exciting stuff there. Um, let's see here. He is, and I need to probably put a little spreadsheet together of uh, these players that I'm looking into. But, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to be a defensive end um, in the draft. I've had every single scout ask me about that. Um, <clears throat> am I on the right page? I thought I was. Blackstone. 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 There you are. Damien Black. Oh, that's Blackfire. Um. Okay. Huh. I don't see him on their roster page. Is, was he drafted? Or, I'm sorry, was he traded? Huh. Interesting. Um. So, uh, let's go keep going down the list here. Defensive sacks. Um, Blackstone. Uh, the next, I mean, these are just, this is just owned by linebackers. Linebacker, 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 linebacker. We don't get to another defensive end until, like, until, let's see. He's got 11 sacks. A New York silverback, Kiyoki Okanmaaki. Um... He's a 100 overall, 49 tackles, 11 sacks. Holy cow. This dude's a stud. Um, 85 strength, 85 tackling, 80 endurance, 80 speed. He must have um, some equipment. Sorry, I got a kitty cat meowing now. Um, let me see if he's got a roster. Just see what, exactly what season he was in. Uh, silverbacks. Silverbacks. So, he is... Or they... 
Oh, there he is. Season 22. Okay, that explains. With 1,132. 100 overall defensive end. That looks to be doing pretty darn good. I mean, he's the, what did I say, third best defensive end. This is crazy. I mean, it's just dominated by linebacker. Dominated, dominated, dominated. And if you look at tackles, all linebacker. Um, tackles for loss. Uh, mostly DT and DN to top three, and then linebacker. Now, I know there are more linebackers, I believe, um, users. and But, man, I mean, just linebacker just definitely seems... And, I mean, I don't know. I could be... Uh, you got to fill out a roster, and you've had, if somebody you know has a 100 linebacker, you'd like to have a 100 defensive end. That might help. Um, you know, when I was playing <clears throat> uh, college ball, you know, if you had a 400-pound defensive tackle playing three tech, and you played a three-four-four-three line uh, uh, system, you know that defensive tackle's main job um, in most cases was to take up as many blockers as possible, so the linebackers can roam free, especially. In a 3-4, that nose tackle is supposed to take up center guard, uh, depending on what, how the alignment is or how they're stunting. And that is so the linebackers, the middle linebackers, can run free and make plays inside the lanes. And so um, there's a lot to football that I really like, um, kind of <clears throat> things that you don't see watching the NFL or watching college football unless you played the sport. And that's one of those things that kind of trench mentality with these defensive tackles defensive ends and even even defensive ends there's not all of them are pass rushers or some of them are just you know locking down the outside on those option type quarterbacks those lamar jacksons those you know patrick mahomes you're supposed to lock down the outside and drive the outside um and sometimes they stunt up the middle that's why guys you know like jj or tj watt they're just you know i mean i don't think they're i wouldn't say they're undersized but they're not definitely he's not as big as jj and he's just a monster on the outside and the main metric for defensive ends is sacks. But there's so much more to that position than just getting to the quarterback. There's pressures. There's, you know, uh, that run stuffing. There's the fact that you're taking up two blockers. You have to be double teamed by the tight end. And that lets the linebackers and the cornerbacks roam the field. And so, you know, I, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. One of my favorite players back in the day was Dan Saliamua. And, you know, when I watched Dan Saliamua, I wasn't watching this guy get, you know, I, well, I, I guess I did. He, he was one of the better ones that was pretty good at getting into the backfield, but because he just had the most insane rip maneuver, which is a technique used in interior linemen that you rip underneath and through offensive linemen. His rip was insane. He had a great technique in that. He got super low for as big as he was. And anywho, uh, but his ability to just eat up blockers. When you have a pulling guard coming around, he just would he'd crash the line. And if you can shift, physically shift the line, push offensive linemen into each other, into running backs, into the quarterback, I mean, that's a presence. That's a defender that's just owning that line of scrimmage and so you know yeah the stats are flashy the tackles the defense uh, the sacks the you know knocked down balls those are all statistical things that you can keep track of but doesn't necessarily say that that's the best player on the field um or at his position so anywho <laughs> that's more real life football versus simulation uh, i'm sorry the simulation league where we are looking at stats um so, kind of looking at the ISFL, 
man, excuse me, uh, newspaper. We have the Honolulu catch the New York Silverbacks by a surprise. Um, the Otters um, quarterback Matatathias Caliban from the Colorado Yeti wins Offensive Player of the Year. Okay, um, I was kind of looking for more uh, stats. Um, so it looks like we did have quite a bit of season records getting broken. Um, Matt Ethesis Caliban um, currently owns the record for passing attempts, season passing, uh, passing records, passing attempts, 775. He's got the completions, first and second. Oh, no, first. First and second and completions of 512, 461. Um, that's pretty cool. So it looks like a lot of these records are being broken last year and this season. Hmm. Well, that makes sense. Uh, since, yeah, well, I mean, I guess we're in season 30. Huh. Fascinating. So, anywho, uh, just kind of looking ahead, we got a few weeks left of the regular season. We get to go to the playoffs. Super pumped for that because, again, don't even know the technical format of the DSFL. If it's a two-team with a wild card, if it's just two, the top two teams from each division that move on and play in sort of a conference championship, then a championship, I have no clue. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, that I think the Dallas Bird Dogs have a pretty darn good shot. The defense is getting better each week. Offense is just rolling. Ricky Stanzi's an absolute freaking stud. Tosevich is the deep man. Cliff Burton, amazing receiver. Um, and then, of course, our running game is our main strength. So I do think Dallas has a really good shot. I think Minnesota and Dallas championship is going to be what I'm sort of predicting moving forward into the playoffs. ISFL, um, man, this is a little bit tougher. There's some really good teams. Uh, and, again, 14 teams, seven teams. I don't know if it's top two with two wild cards, three wild cards. I have no clue. But if you're just kind of looking at pure um, stats, I mean, Sarasota, even though they're 10-5, third in the NSFC, have one of the better scoring offenses, is for, for offenses 464 points for. Defense is pretty good. Um, it's not nearly as good as the Berlin Fire uh, Salamanders, at, who have 322 of 363, and, of course, Colorado Yeti. At three three six, I mean, I guess if you're looking, man, Colorado Yeti eight and zero at home, eight and zero. Holy cow! Uh, they're nine and three in the conference, nine and three in the division. But the Berlin Fire Salamanders are twelve and three with a seven game winning streak, seven and one. Uh, let's go look at when. Let's see, head to head. So they lost uh, Berlin to New Orleans, and then they lost head to head week three against Colorado. But it looks like in the most recent matchup, week 13 against Colorado, they won 28-18. I got to go Berlin. I think Berlin is my top team in the SFFC. I like Sarasota. I think they could definitely um, bring the thunder. Uh, I, I, I think Yellow Knife's defense just isn't quite there. They've given up 399. I, I, don't, I think they lost a little. But they're 9-6. Don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. I guess there's a few more weeks. We'll wait and see. Over in the ASFFC, <clears throat> I think the uh, the pretty clear-cut best team is the Arizona Outlaws. 10-5. Uh, defense is pretty stout. 332 points allowed with the 435 uh, points for swing. So you have the best offense in terms of points for. Um, one of the best, uh, the best defense. 
Um, they're seven and one at home, eight and three in the conference, eight and three in the division. Currently on a two-game winning streak. I think the closest team to them would be the Silverbacks, just because of um, their defense. But man, the Orange County Otters with that pretty stout defense, three hundred sixty-two. Interesting. It'll be interesting to see how this kind of plays out because New Orleans and the Otters are both eight and seven in third place. Silverbacks got a nine and six, currently a one-game lead. Um, so, let's see. There's a power, yeah, power rankings here. So Berlin is currently first, Colorado Yeti second, and Arizona third. With the second line at fifth, and the Orange County are kind of in the middle of the pack there. Yeah. So, huh. Interesting. And then I'm assuming the league awards were last year, so I won't look at that. But, yeah, I think the definite favorite favorite's going to be the Berlin Fire Salamanders for sure. Oop, sorry about that. 12-3. Uh, um, Colorado looks pretty good, too. They got a little bit better offense, but not by much. And, I mean, that could just be a one-game swing where they scored 50 points. But that'll be a good matchup. I think that might be the real championship is those two teams. Um, I think both those teams are better than the Outlaws. Yeah. So, interesting to see how that goes. A few more weeks left. Let's see how many let's see. Uh, how many weeks are actually left. First season, guys. you got to stick with me. So, there's one, one game left. Week 16, and Berlin has Baltimore, which is probably going to be a win. So, they're going to finish the season at 12 and 13. Um, Colorado has the New Orleans second line, probably a win, but a little bit tighter matchup. A loss would definitely give Berlin the um, top seed out of the NSFC. So pretty interesting. Be interesting to see some some team awards, um, like I mean, holy crap. Colby Jack, quarterback out of Yellow uh, Yellowknife, 5,470 passing yards, 43 touchdowns, only 13 interceptions. The next closest is uh, quarterback from Colorado is Caliban um, with 24 touchdowns. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 38 touchdowns from Boss Jr. out of Sarasota, Mike Boss. Um, but, no, you know, Mike Boss doesn't have, he has about 1,000 less Thousand less passing yards, so more than likely that's going to be um, Cal- uh, Colby's. Uh, over on the running end, a 1,423 yard running back Nakamura from Arizona, clearly going to be the running champ. He's got 18 touchdowns. Let's see if yep, and so he leads in both yards and touchdowns. Um, Tatsu Nakamura, running back from the Arizona Outlaws, probably going to win best. Um, running back um, receiver Ooh, this is interesting um, probably going to go even though he's second in yards just barely and that could change with one week left but he's just dominating in touchdowns and that's going to be Kai Sakura from Yellowknife with that quarterback throwing for 5,400 yards it's pretty hard to imagine that he doesn't have somebody but 1,731 receiving yards 14 touchdowns 102 receptions just dominating 115 receptions for colorado yetis william limb 100 1772 but he's only got eight touchdowns so he's not doing it in the red zone like uh sakura 
um, over on the defensive side. So overall MVP, I mean, man, I, I don't know. I don't know how – is receiving yards that skewed? I mean, that's insane. 1,700 yards for one receiver. Holy cow. I mean, if that's the NFL, I think that guy's the MVP with 14 touchdowns. 1,700? That's unreal. Um, but quarterback probably. Probably be that quarterback MVP. Um, looking at the – Defense, uh, Hank Winchester is currently the tackles leader with 109, six sacks, pretty good. Five tackles for loss, but then if we get into the nitty-gritty, we got to go Honolulu's Heinrich Kekapu, 103 tackles, 14 sacks. Then again, is it because they're on the, on the field a ton? Because Honolulu's got two of the top players with tackles, um, Kekapu and Fields, Guy Fields. And is that because... The team is just not, the offense isn't very good, so the defense has to step up a little bit. That is something to consider. Uh, for me, if we're going to, let's look at, um, let's look at sacks. I think, like we talked about earlier, uh, Berlin, who's a top team, D. Durer Deville, 89 tackles, 19 sacks. 19 sacks. 19 sacks. That's pretty unreal. Closest one's 15. Uh, let's see. INT, seven INTs for Sarasota Cuckoo Clemente, 67 tackles, two sacks, pretty good. Um, next best is six INTs and then time five. So he separates himself pretty good. So we got pass deflections, 40, holy crap, 40 pass deflections. So Ontavius Jones, cornerback from Berlin, man, Berlin's defense looks good. That's pretty impressive. I think that's past deflections, right? PD? I mean, that makes sense. Holy cow. Um, let's just kind of look at the offensive line stuff. Uh, pancakes. 134 pancakes. Ding, ding dong. Um, 126. Sacks allowed. So, uh, this guy's had 126 pancakes, zero sacks. And that's Mo Magic. 23-year-old uh, out of... Chicago Butchers tackle 126 pancakes. He's 100 overall. Strength's only 90. Whenever you can get that strength to 100. Interesting. Huh. Well, so I'd be very curious. Um, are they, is there a end of the year um, award ceremony for MVP? Um, is there a playoffs MVP? Is there a Super Bowl MVP? I'm assuming. I haven't. This is my first season. We'll see. Um, and if it, it, you know, it is late here, so that's kind of why I'm talking a little bit softly. Uh, the family is mostly in bed. I'm just down here having a few cocktails. Uh, but, uh, I got to work tomorrow. Not in the morning, thank goodness. But um, kind of my one night to myself was why I was able to get quite a bit of media done. But I mean. Some final notes. Let's talk about it. Between the ISFL and the PBE. Um, PBE is super fun. And the reason is, is that the OOTP video game simulation system is phenomenal. It's a really good system. Very, 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 very intricate. Lots of things going into it. It's harder to be a good player. Um, you see players with like 1,700 TPE. Um, there's also more, more seasons before you hit regression. I think it's nine as opposed to seven here. I believe it's seven. So 
it's, it, it, I think that kind of separates a little bit. ISFL in terms of the community is right on par, I think. Um, excuse me. I, I, I spent my entire career in the Sarasota Supernova Clubhouse. Uh, Casey Hepcats as a minor leaguer. Uh, tons of Casey Hepcats out there. Um, Dallas is super fun, engaging. Um, you know, lots of uh, lots of uh, you know good um, feedback. Um, you know, uh, sorry, got to respond to somebody real quick. Um, and lots of good you know game time i mean we here's an example with dallas we had a game just last this last couple of days ago where we were winning and then the team was able to get an onside kick and win and then score a touchdown with like a minute left right and in the clubhouse is going insane like what the hell just happened what did like did they get an onside kick i mean in real life onside kick is a very rare occurrence and this team gets you know i've only seen one onside kick so far in simulations i think and they get it, and then they go and they win the game. It was against Tijuana, a team that we're fighting for first place with. That's kind of weird to me. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it's cool. It's exciting. I'm sure Tijuana's clubhouse was just, like, losing their minds. If they were like us, we were in there. The entire clubhouse was like, what just happened? What just – how – I mean, like, we. I don't even know we were mad. We were just kind of more like, that is incredible. I mean, we were up with, like, two minutes left. They got an onside kick and then scored – um, in under a minute to win the game. Last play of the game, I think, even. Maybe the last you know, couple seconds left to score the touchdown to win. A field goal would not have won. They had to score a touchdown. I, I mean, you know, in ODP, you see that in real time with the, you know, uh, the sprites actually hitting, catching, throwing. You don't see it as much in the ISFL sim um because you know the dot it's still fun it's still exciting so i mean so far i i i really enjoy both leagues they're different enough that makes it interesting to me i did just join recently the because i watched the podcast with the uh the seven uh, affiliate leagues um i didn't even know this league existed the super casual football league where they use access uh, i'm sorry um uh access the access football game I know that would be really hard to do with ISFL because we have more teams and players and there's more things going on. And you already kind of got a system going on with the Wolverine Studios. Um, but if there were any type of critique, and and it's not even a critique really because this, the Sims are quick. You know, you can watch an entire game in a few minutes here currently using this current system. And it's a good system, but... It, there is something to be said to actually watch a player sack somebody in real time with real sprites, like real um, models, character models instead of dots. I mean, but I'm not trying to say I'm not trying to come down on the ISFL system either. I think they're both. Uh, I think they both work, and so I mean, sorry, I was pinged. Um, I don't know. It's interesting to me. Uh, I, I enjoy watching The Sims. I think the Dallas clubhouse, at least, is 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 up is up ready to go. I'm assuming the other clubhouses during on game days are, are the same. There's somebody probably relaying information for uh, for the people that aren't able to watch the streams. Um, I do like it's on YouTube instead of Twitch. Uh, 
I mean, it'd be very hard to have a commentary team. I heard there used to be a commentary team. It'd be interesting to see. I like the game day um, that Lucid Dreams does. I think he has a good podcast. I think he has a good pregame show. I think that's an, an, a nice flair. I would like to see more of that. Maybe, you know, just an idea, you know, um, you know, maybe a league recap show. I mean, going in there and finding top plays is tough, time-consuming, but it would bring some more immersion to the league as a whole. And so, anywho, I think I'm going to get ready to wrap this up. Podcast number three of the IO Torn Podcast. Mostly me just kind of going over, recapping this entire season. Um, next time I'll probably put some questions out there for you guys if you would like to answer those. I would like to have some engagement. Maybe I'll bring on a... I still want to do that show where I bring on a friend who hasn't watched um, ISFL that I'm trying to get into the league. He plays uh, fake baseball in the MLR, the Major League Reddit ball that we play together. He's a good friend of mine and real-life friend. I think he would enjoy ISFL, but I think the biggest thing when I try to explain it to him, he's like, you gotta, <laughs> you got to write. You got to do papers. You know, we're not college anymore. That's true. We're not. Um... But it's not, I just keep telling them, it's not, it's not hard at all. It's not a big deal at all. It's, it's very simple. <laughs> so um, I think that would be a fun episode to have uh, bring in, uh, shoot, I'll name drop him, Heloic Oasis from the Major League Reddit Ball and the Major League Number Balls um, Leagues. He doesn't play any simulation leagues, not PBE, not anything. Uh, <laughs> and uh sorry my wife just texted me i hope i think it's my wife could have been one of my kids uh i gotta read this because it's funny so if you have kids you they watch a lot of the same shows you know like when we were kids you know i watched a lot of the same shows but um they're watching a show called you know you're a parent when you notice that larva island which is a show that they watch on netflix has the exact same audio as zig and Sharka, which is another show on netflix you're a parent. You watch way too much of these kid these kids shows. Um, <laughs> uh, to notice those nuances is kind of funny. <laughs> um, but all right, wrapping up. Like I said, um, I'm try to get. I'd like to get some Kingdom Come Deliverance gameplay. Uh, super good game. A little bit of name drop. If you haven't played realistic uh, medieval game like i mean the witcher is probably one of my favorite na uh, games of all time uh witcher 3 is <laughs> phenomenal i like i really enjoy those games like right now i'm playing war warband um uh, all the assassins creed the re like all of them are great i love historical fiction games um i think odyssey was an absolute blast um the most Ragnarok, or was it, was it Ragnarok, the, the the Viking one that just came out? That was, that was pretty good. Um, I'm excited for the next installment of those games. But if you haven't played, it's not as mainstream. Um, I think it was actually a Kickstarter game that got AAA. It's called Kingdom Come Deliverance. It's on Steam. It's a fantastic game. Uh, not easy, but great story. Great immersion, and I, uh, you know, something that if you're listening towards the end of this podcast, if you're looking for a game to hop on for a little, you know, single player action, um, it's a good game to try, try out. They're getting ready. I, I'm excited for the next next installment of Kingdom Come Deliverance Two, because um, it kind of left with a cliffhanger in the first one. So, anywho, that's what I'm getting off to, to try and play a little bit of. Anyhow, so 
little breakdown. This is the IO Torrent Podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed me rambling and talking a bunch of BS about the league and just kind of my personal experience. This is all this what this is. I, I should do more questions. I should have put some, a question thread out there. I do the recap, um, Dallas Bird Dog recap. I don't want this to be the, like the recap. I don't want somebody to say I'm double dipping um, and saying, oh, you're just doing recaps. That's not what I'm doing. This is just kind of my personal experience, what I went through recently with scouting, how I'm interpreting this league so far. Um, and as a brand new user, I've only been here a couple months. This is my first season. I got drafted rookie as a uh, rookie season twenty nine DSFL. I'm a season thirty rookie for the ISFL. I'm getting ready for the draft. For uh, oh, excuse me, for all other teams out there looking to scout me here in the near future, please reach out. Um, I am gonna try to do my damnedest in this league to be an impact player and to do well. I enjoy it. I think I'm a good clubhouse um, addition. And, you know, I would love to do a podcast or bring somebody on as a guest, have a few beers, shoot the crap, and kind of just have an enjoyment segment talking about football, ISFL, DSFL, um, and maybe some other topics here and there. Um, <clears throat> I'm brand new, like I said, I'm brand new in the, uh, <laughs> the super casual league. I'm still tr- trying to figure out what the hell is going on in that league. Uh, but anyway... This has been IO Torrent. Thank you for listening to the IO's podcast. Um, you're a champ if you've made it this far. Um, please check out my other work, the P, um, sorry, the uh, Dallas Bird Dog Recap Show. Um, also, the PBE Rewind. If you are in the PBE, check out some of our stuff. I am looking to hire some new people. A little plug, sorry, shameless. Shouldn't do that. And if there is anybody in media that's currently listening to this podcast and, you know, I think it would be a good idea to do a video um, segment. We got graphics, we got written media, we got podcasts. We don't have anything for video. If somebody were to reach out to me and say, hey, would you want to be in charge of this? Might be something I'd be willing to do. Something to consider. I think I'm the only guy putting out videos, but if you want to pay me to watch a couple videos a year, I will absolutely do it. Um, so I would like to do one more podcast before the draft, uh, maybe during the draft. That's an interesting idea um, to kind of break down the end of the season, what ended up happening with the Dallas Bird Dogs season 29, moving to the playoffs, a break down the ISFL, recap that kind of stuff. So be on the lookout for that. This is the third podcast that I've done. Check out my other works. As always, please reach out. IO Torrent. The name doesn't change. It's IO and Discord. IO Torrent um, is my player. IO Torrent is my YouTube channel. Check it out. Check out my other works with all the other simulation leagues and fake baseball, fake baseball stuff that I do. Uh, I'm a pretty easygoing cat. Just reach out if you want to chat. I'm in the Dallas Bird Dogs. I'm in basically a lot of servers right now. Um, within the ISFL, so uh, I've been invited to uh, Philly, been invited to m- much of the DSFL teams, I've been invited to Colorado, I've been invited to um, uh, Baltimore was the first ISFL team to reach out, great, great, great group of people, um, ping me, you know, let me know, give me some feedback, let me know how the podcast was, if you listened to it, if you enjoyed it, um, greater, sorry I bored you, I'm a little under the weather, hence the voice. I'm not usually yell. I'm usually yelling at you in my podcast and in my videos. I turned it down a little bit because voice is a little bit scratchy. 
definitely feeling it right now <laughs> with uh, been talking for the last hour. So, sorry, rambling. All right, I'll torrent. Episode three, this is the end. Thank you for listening. Join us next time. If you want to be on the show, let me know. Shoot me a ping, shoot me a like, shoot me whatever. I am on Twitter as well, IOTorrent. And so thanks again. Thanks for um, listening, hanging out with me tonight. And we'll see you next time. Have a good night.